Hello friends, welcome to part two of the 2022 BFMD Baseball Hall of Fame series. It's Justin Anderson here in Saskatoon. I've got with me Patrick Marsh in Halifax. In part one of the series, we covered the uh, Golden Days Era Committee and Early Baseball Era Committee inductees. There were six of them. If you'd like to listen to that one, check out our previous episode. Uh, in today's episode, we're going to be covering the first 15 players on the BBWAA Baseball Hall of Fame ballot. We'll get to this, the second half in part three of the series, so stay tuned for that next week. But let's just jump right into it, Patrick. How do you want to do this? Let's just do, let's do the list in alphabetical. I did it differently when I was preparing based on the number sure. of percentage of votes but let's just go let's slice down this list now we're going to spend a lot more time talking about the Barry Bonds of the world as opposed to the Bobby Abreu so sit yeah. tight there's a lot of names to go through we're going to cut through a lot of them pretty quick uh Justin cap us off with uh the first name on the list yeah, the first name on the list, uh, and we're going to be using the ballot tracker from uh, Ryan Thibodeau at not Mr. Tibbs on Twitter. Shout out to him and his team for keeping us up to date on all the public ballots. And I don't believe so. I believe he just does Holy that out of, out of the kindness of his heart and of the love for baseball. So he did get to throw a first pitch out of the Mariners game a couple seasons ago. So that was that's pretty cool. But uh, yeah, the first guy on the uh, on the list uh, is Bobby Abreu, his third year of eligibility. Um, yeah, this this guy, man, had a good career, but it was mired by a bit of controversy. His potential of the old steroids, it seems pretty likely. He was one of the players that that did that. Uh, Bobby Abreu was an offensive machine, though. Got on base a crazy amount. It's looking like he'll stick on the ballot this year. We're not gonna we're not gonna try to talk about too many percentage points here. This is still a lot of ballots to come in, but it's looking like he'll at least remain on the ballot at the very least and live to fight another day. Um, do you think Bobby Abreu ever gets in, Patrick Marsh, by by voting, or does he get in maybe by the committees one day? That is a good question. Uh, let me pull up his numbers. Uh... <laughs> They're very good. I'll spoil that for you. Well, here's the thing. He stole a lot of bases. He also hit a lot of home runs. He had a lot of RBIs, and he's a career 291. He doesn't hit the big benchmarks for me. Uh, I mean, career 395 OBP, that's ludicrous. Uh, yeah. 870 career OPS. There's a lot to like there. The issue is the steroids, mm-hmm. uh, whether or not he was a part of that or not. I didn't do enough research to know whether or not the allegations were uh, escalated for Mr. Abreu. Um, he won't get in this year, for sure. Um, I don't know. I don't. He didn't really win very much. He doesn't have a lot of the a lot of the hardware. But then again, there are a lot of guys who don't who deserve to be in, and there are a lot of guys with hardware who don't. So I don't know. I would. I'm on the fence. I could be. I could hear the case for both. Right now, I, I'd say no. Yeah. That's okay. tough, though. Yeah, I, tough. I, I think that the only chance he has is going to be with one of the committees one day. I don't think he'll be elected in his ten years of eligibility. Um, I think that there there are more deserving players who are going to both leave when they're elected and also be added to the ballot each year. So I, I don't see him getting in. 
Um, the next yeah. guy. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, no. This is going to be one where we'll spend some time on. Baseball's home run king, Barry Bonds, is in his final year of eligibility. He is currently on pace to get in, but needs some help from the remaining ballots to go. Um, Patrick, Barry's obviously a controversial player. <laughs> we'll say that. Uh, yep. the, the playing statistics, especially early on in his career when he was a member of the Pirates, could not be denied. Like The guy was, there was one year in 1990 where he stole 52 bases. Um, and his career numbers of 298 batting average, a 444 uh, on base percentage. Uh, his total slugging percentage is 1.51 for his career. 1.051 for his career. Uh, a career 173 WRC plus, and he accrued 164.4 wins above replacement, which is one of the best all-time numbers. Um, the one that jumps out for me is that on base percentage at 444, and that's because he struck out way less than he walked, a career 20.3 walk percentage. So in one-fifth of his plate appearances, he walked versus a strikeout rate of only 12.2. Now, of course... Another guy accused of steroids. It was never proven, and he's never admitted to it. People know that he did it, um, but the fact that he was never caught while playing or suspended is one argument for people who say that he should get in. I'm of the opinion that I think he should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, All-time home run king, Patrick. Single-season home run king. All-time walk king. 14-time All-Star, 7-time MVP, 8 Gold Gloves, and 4th All-Time in Career War for a position player. Yeah, I, I think I think he should be in. I, oh man, I, I don't know. He's 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 never had a World Series, which is crazy. And yeah, but as an individual performer, there it is wasn't literally his fault. nobody <laughs> better uh, yeah. in the history of baseball at the plate than yeah, Barry Bonds. I know. That I think he should be said, in, but I know you're of a different opinion than me. I am of the opinion that eventually Barry Bonds will make it into the Baseball Hall of Fame. However, I said this before, if they've been caught cheating, whether they admit to it or not, whether they are going to fight for it or not, was his name in the Mitchell Report? Yes. Yeah. Um, that doesn't necessarily immediately make him guilty. Um, he cheated. So there are a lot of players that have already been elected. I say my argument is, should Barry Bonds go into the Hall of Fame? Yes. But... I've said it before, if you've been caught with roids or gambling or whatever, uh, wait until it's passed out of living memory. Wait until okay. he has passed away. The reason why is because I feel like if you've cheated at baseball, you, you're, you've taken away integrity from the game, and I don't think you deserve to be celebrated. I can respect that He... Even if he had started, if he had t started taking steroids after, you know, getting traded to the the Giants, he still had a Hall of Fame level career. Yeah. Uh, so like he deserves it. It's just the contentious relationship with the media is probably why the votes aren't there. 
why they haven't been there for the first nine years. I think some people are starting to regret that, and that's why we're seeing it become a little bit closer. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's tough. And, like... I wouldn't vote for him. I would. In his last year of eligibility, I would not vote for him. If I were on the Veterans Committee, I would. And I don't know how to explain that, because... It's just, I think it's the principle of, like, you cheated at baseball. And he's denied it. But, I don't know, man. It just doesn't (laughs) feel right. It's tough. It's definitely a a tough call to make. And I mean, Rafael Palmeiro will never get into the Hall of Fame. And he has Hall of Fame numbers. And because he lied about cheating, and he cheated, he'll never get in. He was actually caught. Unless the Veterans Committee do it. Yeah. But like what about what about others? Like what about Roger Clemens? We'll talk and about him in a second, like, yeah. What about Alex Rodriguez? What like I mean, there's so I'm not saying it's what aboutism. I'm saying like Barry Bonds as an individual performer is the greatest hitter in the history of professional baseball. Mm-hmm. But he also cheated to get there. Yeah. So I don't know what we do. And he has pretty much disappeared from the baseball culture yeah uh aside from being known as being the king he is not a prominent figure in baseball anymore he because of his contentious relationship with the media on throughout his entire career and again i'm not putting the blame on barry bonds for that one not at all the contentious relationship with the media was was stoked for years by the media barry just wanted to be left alone the steroids and all that other stuff, HGH, exacerbated problems that already existed. It, he's just such a problematic figure when it comes to the steroid stuff that we we can't get a definitive. If he if he was like we can't get a definitive answer like was this man guilty of of lying about cheating, and it's just I don't know man, it's hard. I wouldn't vote for him on this ballot. The Veterans Committee, I would, but I would certainly wait a number of years. No matter what we do, though, if Barry doesn't get in this year, the Veterans Committee will induct him the first year they're able to. It's just going to happen. So accept the fact that Barry Bonds will be a Hall of Famer, but keep in mind a lot of his records deserve an asterisk. So that's it. Yeah. Okay, uh, next up on the list is Mark Burley, who is a personal favorite of one Patrick Marsh. Uh, yes. Did pitch for the Blue Jays, obviously, so we're very familiar with, with his line of work. Um, Mark Burley currently needs some assistance. He is in his second year on the ballot. Mm-hmm. Um, he needs a baker's dozen votes to come out in the remaining 63-ish percent of ballots that remain to be uh, tabulated in order to reach the 5% threshold to continue on the ballot. Do I think Mark Burley is a Hall of Famer? No. Do I think he should get consideration and remain on the ballot for a few years? Yes. I don't think Mark Burley's overall career numbers are good enough to get him in. Mark Burley, the person, I would love to have him in the Hall of Fame. Mark Burley, the baseball player, just doesn't quite match up for me, but I know you have a different opinion. Here we go. Here's the thing. (laughs) This is an incontrovertible <laughs> fact that exists when it comes to this ballot. Mm-hmm. Character 
matters. I agree. If character didn't matter, Kurt Schilling would be in the Hall of Fame by now. Yeah. If character didn't matter, Sammy Sosa would be in the Hall of Fame. Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens would be. Roger Clemens would be in the Hall of Fame. They wouldn't even be on this friggin' ballot at all. But Patrick does nobody would get votes. Does character make up for the lack of um, the statistical presence? I don't don't think. I don't think. I think you have to have both, and I don't think Mark Burley has enough of both the character undeniable the stats those are questionable i would say um Um, if you look at his hall of fame statistics five-time all-star four-time gold glove 2005 world series champion pitched perfect game pitched no hitter um look at this this is the starting pitching patrick for uh hall of fame average pitchers what's his what's his war share for pitchers I'll, 60, I'll, 65th all time war for pitchers on, yep, that's according good to baseball reference he's 78th i believe if you're it's it's war for pitchers he's 65th okay but uh um yeah he's in the top 100 war players all time he's in the top 100 for wins uh although wins don't matter it's quality of pitching that matters but we can't go back in time and un select players who have gotten like 400 wins who didn't have stats um he'll be it'll be it's the same with a lot of other guys i don't think he'll ever get elected no uh he'll probably it'll be veterans committee and again it's because of character yeah he might he might get in because of that but i I do hope that he stays on the ballot for a few years he will just to give people more time to consider his candidacy but yeah i i for a guy who's tracking just to barely stay on the ballot through two years, that's not a good sign for him to make the hall. No. Um, we've seen players like Larry Walker struggle to remain on the ballot for a couple of seasons and then get elected. But obviously Larry's case was, uh, I think a little bit more solid than, than Burley's in terms of his numbers. But uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mark Burley, hopefully he stays on the ballot. Hopefully we can talk about him again next season. Um, the next guy, another controversial player, Roger Clemens, Patrick Marsh. <laughs> Also, like Barry Bonds in his 10th and final year of eligibility, he is currently trending to be elected, but again, needs a ton of the remaining votes, a high percentage, just like Barry Bonds, to keep that percentage where it needs to be. Um, last season, just for reference, uh, Bonds finished at 61.8%, and Clemens was at 66 in 2021. The number that they need is 75. So they have to make some pretty significant gains to get there, both of them. Clemens, again... It's very similar to Bonds, where he was never caught during his playing career as using steroids. There's the whole mm. uh, hearing situation with uh, Ryan Ryan McDamee, and I think he misremembers. <laughs> quote is a good, uh, is a classic one. It's it's pretty much undeniable that Clemens did use steroids. If anyone out there thinks that he didn't, I would encourage you to go out and touch grass. Um, because you need to. Uh, he, he definitely cheated. And this is a guy where, again, the, the, the numbers are undeniable, Patrick. Just like, uh, Barry, just like Barry Bonds. Yeah, the numbers are incredible. Uh, he cheated. He lied about cheating. And the character on Clemens is... I don't want to say it's more questionable than Bonds, but it's definitely as questionable of a character. The character, it has a negative impact on your perception of Roger Clemens. Therefore... 
you would be more likely to not vote for him. If yeah. it were me, I would not vote Roger Clemens in. The I, would, career, I would not add him on my ballot. Yeah, their career achievements are pretty incredible for, Unbelievable. for Clemens. Um, he has 4,600 <laughs> strikeouts. He yeah, is, he, statistically speaking, it, he passes every ink test you yeah. can possibly pass for a pitcher. He won two Cy Youngs in two years with the Blue Jays, too. Yeah, he's... The most he's random two, Blue Jay of all time, by the way. He's my, two yeah. Mark Burleys. Yeah. It's like, it's it's ludicrous. He's like that two and a said, half based on war. <laughs> he'll get in by the Veterans Committee. Yes. If he doesn't get in this year. He won't. Uh, don't forget, though, <laughs> he did cheat. He did so, cheat. Yeah, he's going to be another guy, like, again, just it's a very similar argument to Bonds where he won't get in this way, but will get in at some point. Um, we'll anything see. else to add on Clemens? I think it's kind of a very similar unbelievable, conversation. Unbelievable Bonds. pitcher, ferocious. Insane. In his time. Uh, absolute strikeout monster. I think only Nolan Ryan and Randy Johnson have more strikeouts. Yeah, and he pitched, in, he pitched uh, nearly 5,000 innings over his career and was insane. basically a strikeout per inning pitcher insane yeah just crazy uh i hope he doesn't get voted in yeah i can agree with that <laughs> um, moving on todd helton this is the guy uh obviously <laughs> the the oh, coors man. field cronies are going to come out of the woodwork I for this one um hate that argument i hate that argument too because there are other ballparks it. that are just as hitter friendly as coors field anyway todd helton is currently in his fourth year of eligibility and is actually trending up. He has uh, gained 10 votes out of the known ballots so far this year. Um, last season, he finished at about 44.9%, which is 30% lower than he needs to be. But that's actually pretty good for a guy who was on his third year of eligibility last year. He will remain on the ballot this year. That's already a, a sure thing. Uh, and he still has six years left, counting next season as his, as his eligibility. Uh, this is a guy who has a lot of... Uh, credentials and probably should get in uh i'm just pulling up his numbers here on baseball reference so bear with me i'll give you i'll give you the hardware he's got a batting title he's got three gold gloves he's got five all-stars he's got four silver sluggers he also has a career batting average of 316 which is insane uh his best career season was 2000 when he hit 42 home runs and 147 (laughs) rbis yeah. 372 463 698 slash which Unreal. uh we i don't think we've ever seen a player since this year hit that good uh also worth mentioning maybe Barry Bonds. Year, he had 49 <laughs> home runs and 146 rbis yeah. just absolutely ridiculous there was a stretch there where he was like almost un- unbeatable as a batter um Maybe yeah. one of the best bats of the 2000s. I would put him up there with Pujols. Do you think Absolutely Todd Helton should be a Hall of Famer? 100%, yes. The numbers are ridiculous. Yeah, he's he's very he's, close on a lot of the monitors. He beats them on baseball reference in a lot of the monitors. So, he does. Um, I, I think that he should get in. I, I can see him getting in around his maybe his eighth year eligibility seventh or eighth year i don't think he makes it till the end i think he gets in before then it's really going to depend which players are added to the ballots i'm not forecasting at any point to see who that is I just yeah he, he just ride. misses out on a lot of key metrics like yeah. for example he is he is 2500 hits so he doesn't quite hit 3000 he didn't hit 500 home runs he hit 369 he didn't hit 1500 rbis he hit 1406 
Yeah. But his contact ability was what made him an incredible player. Uh, not known for his speed around the base paths, but he was an absolutely <laughs> elite yeah. first baseman. Elite hitter. Many gold gloves. Three gold gloves is enough for me, I think, to say he's a, he was elite. Uh, and again, the batting title, the fact that he hit 358 in 2003 and didn't win the batting title is kind of crazy. Uh, again, another Barry season, I'm assuming. Either Barry or Larry. Probably yeah, took so. It away. His five-year peak there from 2000 to 2004, Patrick. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> this is crazy. A 349 batting average, 450 on base, 643 slug for an OPS of 1093. Hit 186 home runs over those five seasons. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, it's over a third of his total. Yeah. He was an absolute beast from 2000 to 2004. Those are every season where he was an all-star um, he had two gold gloves or three gold gloves and four silver sluggers during those five years and finished top 10 in MVP voting three times and top 20 the other two years. So definitely those, that four numbers. year period, 2002 or five year period, 2000, yeah. 2001, 2002, 2003, 2004. I would, I would stack that five year period up against any five year period from any, any player from the last 30 years. And I think Todd Helton beats them he gets except a lot, he for gets maybe a lot barry of, and larry and, and like maybe mike maybe trout, maybe mike trout. <laughs> uh he <laughs> will he was one maybe of the most quota. incredible contact hitters yeah. we have ever seen play in the game yes now yeah i think i think we're both steep thinking should get it. steep steep decline yep from uh around the end of his career still serviceable though like the numbers were never like you should yep. not be in the league anymore they were just not elite deep Steep decline. I think time just got the best of him. It always does. Everybody. Um, if he had debuted a little, I mean, he was twenty, almost twenty-four. He was, I think, like a week and a half shy of turning twenty-four uh, when he debuted. Yeah. Can you imagine if he had gotten in there a little bit earlier? I think he would have. He would have smoked all those metrics, the the benchmark numbers that everybody looks for when they look at someone's stats. But as a contact hitter, Christ, there's not that many that hit better than 316 in the last 30 years that we could talk about. Tony Gwynn, maybe Ichiro. I don't know. I'd have to look. Yeah. It's ludicrous. It's yep. ludicrous. He's getting into the hall, and it'll be within the next five years. For sure. Great. Well, let's uh, let's move on to some guys here. These next few guys we're going to talk about are they're in danger of not making it to the next year. The first is Ryan Howard, who is in his first year of eligibility. He needs some help to get just to five percent. Um, it's looking unlikely like he'll get that. And as far as I'm concerned, Ryan Howard was one of the premier sluggers in baseball for a few seasons. Yep. Um, Absolutely. From in 2006 to 2009. He hit over 200 home runs, I believe. <laughs> if my math is my math is close. It might be like just under 200. 198 home runs. Yeah, 198 home runs. 572 RBIs in four 278, years. 278, <laughs> uh, 379, 589 slash. So an OPS of 967. That's absolutely bonkers. And the yep. year before that, in 2005, he won the Rookie of the Year. So. <laughs> yep. Uh, His first injuries, five full seasons were really crazy. Yeah, injuries really fucked him over. Uh, really negatively affected him. He was top ten in MVP voting 
from his second year all the way to his uh, his seventh. He finished second and third in two years, and as long as winning yeah, one, obviously, very easily could have won MVP four years in a row. Yeah, um, and then like you said, the injuries after the 2010 or 2011 season fell off a steep cliff. Um, still mm-hmm. hit like in his last year he still hit 25 home runs the problem was that the batting average was 196 yeah it was just um the contact wasn't there anymore yeah um, that that five that four or five year peak from his rookie season through to his last really good one in 2009 there i would say very very good again but the, he was never a good defender which is an issue for him elite hitter for five years but that's five years is not enough to get get you in unfortunately I wonder if things were different in a world with universal DH where he doesn't have to concern himself with being a first baseman. The war numbers would be much higher, that's for sure. The war would be a lot higher. The 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 the, the benchmarks would be a lot closer uh, to to being hit. So in a different world where he plays in the AL instead of NL, I think he easily cracks all those metrics. He doesn't deserve to get knocked off the ballot. Um, is he a Hall of Famer? He's a Veterans Committee consideration, the same way Carlos Delgado is. Numbers mm-hmm. are probably very close. In fact, if we look at the comparable players, Cecil Fielder is uh, Mo Vaughn, Prince Fielder. Uh, these are all similar players, and they're all in the Hall of Very Good. It just sucks because his career was just ravaged. I think by injuries and a rapid decline. Um, yeah. Uh, yes. Should he be in the Hall of Fame? No. Veterans Committee is the closest I'd say. I'd say no. If um, Carlos, if Carlos deserves to be in the Hall for Veterans Committee, Ryan Howard, <clears throat> Ryan Howard deserves close to equal consideration. Okay. All right. Let's move on. Tim Hudson, second year on the ballot. Uh, he barely made it last year. He was at 5.2%, made it literally by the skin of his teeth. Uh, this year, he's trending in the wrong direction. Tim Hudson's another guy who's just, I don't know, he's kind of just there. He was pretty good for a while. That's, I don't know. I don't think that's fair. He was a part of uh, that next generation of uh, Atlanta pitchers. Yeah. He... I, if you look at the last like like post 2007 for Tim Hudson though it didn't do a ton for me I mean I don't yeah. know he had 2.83 ERA in 2010 yeah it doesn't mean that he didn't I don't know I don't think he was his ERA during that time period was 3.45 he just didn't strike strong. anybody no he was like he became a contact guy he his always was his stuff wasn't scary no uh, and I think that's probably. I think why I put Tim Hudson pass. and Mark Burley in the same category. Um, incredibly talented Hudson, pitchers, just pitch the contact and not not very flashy. I would I would argue that Mark Burley is better than Tim Hudson because Oof. he has the perfect game and because he he also was able to. Um, I don't know. I don't know how to quantify it. I you just, just think you just like was, Mark Burley. Burley at his fine. peak was better than Tim Hudson at his peak. Um, Tim Hudson probably had a better career. I don't know, man. I don't think he makes it into the hall. No, he's not going to even survive this hall year's very, ballot, I don't Hall believe. of very good, and that's not intended as an insult at all. He's yes. a very good player. I agree with that. Torrey Hunter. 
Tory Hunter. Um, I love Tory Hunter, but I don't think Tory Hunter is a no. Hall of Fame player. No. Um, this is his, his second year on the ballot. He did get nine and a half percent last year, but he's lost four votes from people that voted for him last year already and hasn't gained anybody. Um, he needs a lot of help to get that five percent threshold. I don't think he gets it. He's not a Hall of Famer. Hall of Very Good again. Hall of hilarious people and great fielders. <laughs> played the Jays for years when he played for Minnesota. Um, but again, he's not a Hall of Fame player. Anything to add, Patrick? I don't know. He blamed his dip in productivity because of steroid testing, which I don't understand. Yeah, I don't know. Um... Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> I would say, I mean, again, Hall of Very Good. Yeah. Career 353 home runs, 1,391 RBIs. These are great. Career OPS of 793 is not doing him any favors. But he was a five-time All-Star and a nine-time Gold Glover. Two-time Silver Slugger. I mean, those are good individual hardwares. It's hard to win those awards because you only get so many of them uh, a year so I don't know he never led the league in anything no so I don't I don't know man he's just like Delgado and and uh, Ryan Howard I think and that he's all very good great numbers I don't know what happened to his decline yeah no I'm with you there I don't um, want to guess either because <laughs> that's let's just leave it at that he's not gonna get there um, nope. Andrew Jones an interesting candidate He's in his fifth year of eligibility, Patrick. Last season, he finished just shy of 34%, 33.9. Obviously, has some work to do. He has gained four total votes so far this year. Um, Andrew Jones is one of those guys who is such a great defender. And the one bat, of the best center fielders defensively of all time. Yeah, he's Glover. honestly, yeah, you could, you could put him up there with anybody. And and the batting numbers are great too. Like the guy hit 434 home runs, Patrick. Uh, yep. His batting average is only 254, but he was more of a power hitter, he had a good defender. Eye. He, had he a good stole eye, he stole some bases early on in his career. Um, it was it had a great eye. Yeah, his on base percentage is 337, so about 83 points right. higher than his average, which is phenomenal. Um, one of the all time leaders in defensive WAR. Uh, and he finished his, to- his career as, as a total 67 war player, which is right on the cusp of Hall of Fame. Now, I, f- I find Hall of Fame voters typically look more at offensive stats than defense. But I mean, if you're going to look at, say, 400 home runs as a benchmark for Hall of Fame eligibility, then this guy's right there. Um, only had 1,900 hits, which is something that people use against him. But I think if you look at the total body of work, and the value that he brought on all sides of the of the ball, both offensively and defensively, is a guy who has a shot to get in. He does. He's got five years left back, after this. The, the back the back five seasons of his career were not not good, good at all. They were as the back the from two thousand eight to two thousand twelve, his batting average was two ten. Yeah. Um. So as good as he was his first 10 years, his back five years or so were very, very bad. He Mm -hmm. declined very, very rapidly. And it sucks 
because I, I I remember being excited for this guy because I was a Braves fan growing yeah. up. I uh, was the Jays and the Braves. Uh, I wore a an Atlanta Braves hat in 1996 and 1997 because <laughs> I wanted to be just like Greg Maddox and Tom Glavin and John Smoltz. Um, but I was more of an Andrew Jones guy because I had a good arm. I just was terrible as a pitcher. And Andrew Jones was kind of the guy for me as far as like, I don't know. There's something about his ability as far as hitting for power, but also being fast as fuck in the outfield. Yeah. And his, just being elite as a defender. His career was really a 10-year peak from 1997 to 2006. Um, his batting average over that time, his slash line was 268, 346, 506. 337, 337 home, home runs. runs, 1,000 RBIs, stole 130 that's 100, bases. That's an average of 100 RBIs a season. season. Yeah, and 33 <laughs> home runs a season as well. So that's yeah, a 10-year that's career. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a long stretch, in my opinion. You could even add in 2007 to that for another year of good production. It doesn't really but the, change the, the numbers the that much. But the productivity declined really quickly. I, as it, I as don't it does know. at the I end like of I think he should get uh, in. Defensively, def- because of both character and defensive uh, prowess on top of his offensive abilities, I think it's enough that close to the end of his run, yeah, you know, his ninth or 10th year, it'll be pretty darn close. And if mm. not, it'll guarantee the veterans committee will elect Andrew Jones. Yeah. Um, a guy who won't get in, but we'll touch on briefly is Jeff Kent. <laughs> He's in the ninth year of his eligibility. Um, 32.5% of the vote last year. A really good second baseman, Patrick. Um, uh, sure. Jeff Kent was a great a great fielder, but uh, the Hall of Fame numbers... MVP, four-time Silver Slugger, five-time All-Star. Yeah. Uh, he's in the exact same boat as Torrey Hunter, in my opinion. Hall of Very Good. Hall of Very Good, but not a Hall of Famer. Uh, won't get in. He's going to stay on the ballot throughout his 10 years, but yeah, he won't get there. Maybe a Veterans Committee one day. Probably deserves some consideration. He is one of the better uh, power-hitting second basemen of all time. Because um, he did have 337 home runs over 17 years. But the fact that he was just average kind of everywhere else like the the, ba- the offensive stats are great but yeah again hall of very good unfortunately for jeff kent um i don't know man it's kent's name didn't come up in the mitchell report and he wasn't on the leaks remember the balco report and all that yeah most people most people are very iffy on whether or not he did steroids because of circumstantial on the giants at the same time as barry bonds like they were they were not friends. They had a very long history of beef, mm-hmm. uh, which you can check out if you uh, love watching those beef videos. There's a great one between Jeff Kent and Barry Bonds. <laughs> um, I don't know whether he did steroids or not. He absolutely didn't get caught. No, uh, and never it was ended never up accused. Uh, as a name on any report. But something tells me that that's not why his percentage is low. I'm thinking that maybe he is his perception of him character-wise, might be negative because of the, the clashes with Barry. Possible. Uh, Hollow very good. Yeah. Um, two guys will rapid-fire them here. Tim Lincecum and Joe Nathan, both on their first oh, year's man. eligibility. Man, the freak. One of the one of the better episodes of Russ Stripling's On the Bump podcast was when they talked about Tim Lincecum. Just a guy who was really ahead of his time in terms of like 
using every part of your body's momentum and movement to yeah get a get a huge spin rate four-year peak for linsecam from 08 to 2011 um won 62 games out of 131 starts 880 innings struck out 977 batters over four years which is insane almost 250 strikeouts a season um two Cy Youngs during that three period. To, over a three to one walk ratio yeah like two Cy Youngs uh four-time all-star and then the wheels came off um boy did they, come off. Boy did they ever um but Tim Lincecum he's got three World Series championships with the with the Giants two Cy Youngs four-time all-star man it's uh he's a guy who's phenomenal only ended up having a 10-year career and the last couple of years like we're not really worth talking about um they were bullpen years he couldn't start anymore oh he sorry he could start but probably shouldn't have been <laughs> if you know what i mean but uh him and him and joe nathan who was a great closer for the twins for a long time um let, let, i want to do them separately though because okay. one's a closer one's a one's a starter yeah i just I, I i'm i don't really want to touch on them anymore i'm i'm thinking that they're, they're not going to stay on the ballot but they're both definitely fearsome pitchers in their time. Yep. Tim Lincecum had an incredible short yeah. period of success where he was the best pitcher in baseball, and he just did not adapt. Nope. This, I think this came up in the, the, the podcast. With, uh, the podcast with, with Strips uh, was uh, – couldn't and didn't want to adapt his game it never changed and uh you want to say flash in the pan but it's more than that because he was back-to-back Cy Young winners which is not something that has happened often in MLB history but the problem is that everything around that before and after is not good yeah so I don't know it's not I think he deserves more votes than he's getting, but I don't. He'll never touch the hall, unfortunately. I think people will always remember Tillinsicum for those two years where he was phenomenal, and um, wonder what could have been. Agreed. Joe Nathan, it's a different story. I will always advocate in favor of relief pitchers getting more credit than they deserve, and. Uh, Nathan, I believe, is in the top 30 for all-time saves. 377 saves, uh, which is pretty good. Uh, six-time All-Star. Uh, he does have one of the those Rolaids Reliever of the Year awards, which doesn't, I don't know. I, I don't think there's <laughs> enough clout behind it for it to matter. Um, great reliever. Um strikeout per inning kind of guy 900 something innings he deserves more votes than he's getting for sure but again another guy that has to struggle with the negative stigma that is a closer i mean a save to me is the most pure statistic you a closer can be judged by because you are literally you're going out there and you're getting the win for your team so there were 377 times where he was given the baseball and the team had an opportunity to win and he won. 
Agreed. He, he did have 46 blown saves, which is a lot. But a I mean, save percentage of 89.1 is pretty fucking good. That's really when good. You're, by volume, it's pretty fucking good. So, I don't. is he Hall of Fame? Nah. But Hall of Very Good and maybe very distantly in the future, a long, 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 long time from now, Veterans Committee, maybe. I don't know. Lee Smith had a hundred more saves than Joe Nathan did, and he had to get in through the Veterans Committee. So that's where we're at in the whole saga of uh, closers getting credit. So deserves more votes than he's getting. Won't get there. Sucks, but yeah, it is what it is. Uh, here's a guy who may be the only person elected this season is the Big first Poppy. first year eligibility. Big Pappy David Ortiz terrorized the Blue Jays for basically his entire career um, as a elite offensive machine, became a DH towards the tail end, well, for most of it, let's be honest. But uh, one of the better left-handed power hitters of all time, David Ortiz. Now, he's currently trending um, at over 80%. We're not going to get into the exact because it's going to change before the, this, this episode. But the fact that David Ortiz is trending so well on his first ballot is, is obviously a good sign for him. Um, Ortiz is a guy who leads a lot of crazy offensive categories for for players. I mean, the dude was a 10-time All-Star, uh, three-time World Series champ with the Sox, won seven Silver Sluggers, was a World Series and ALCS MVP. Um, man, 632 home runs. Career 286 batting average, 380 on base, 552 slug for a 931 OPS. It's worth noting in his last season, which at age 40 in 2016, Patrick Marsh, 38 home runs, 48 doubles, 127 RBIs, an OPS of 1.021, which was a career high at age 40. Unreal. Um, the fact okay. that he put up a career high there. The let's agree, let's agree, David Ortiz belongs in the Hall of Fame. Yes, but let's also say, should he be first ballot, and does that matter? No. I, I would say first it ballot shouldn't matter. If he doesn't get in his first time, he'll get in his second time for sure. But he's a Hall of Famer, no question. So I hate him because he's a Red Sox. <laughs> Um, but I mean, uh, he never had any roid accusations that I can think of. He, he remained a steadfast figure when it came to clean baseball. Um, but also crazy, just crazy numbers. He's <laughs> a great hitter. And Unreal. he wasn't, he wasn't like Edgar Martinez. While he did DH, he, he, he did play some first base as well. First baseman, yeah. yeah. So he... Yeah, he's just—I don't know, man. He's just a great, a great player. Consistent for his whole career too, right? Like, there was only like one season in 2012 where he only played 90 games due to injury. But really, for every year from 2002 to the end of his career in 2016, there was only one year that he played below 100 games, and most were like 130, 140, 150. So. Okay, uh, just to backtrack with regards to the performance-enhancing uh, yeah. drug testing, allegedly in 2003 he did test positive. Allegedly. However, 
there wasn't really a lot of follow-up from what I could see. There was no suspension. There was no penalty or anything like that. No. Um, and by all accounts, remaining, and by all accounts, he was clean the rest of his career. Due to, yeah. due, to, due to the amount of testing that was going to occur beyond that point due to the scandals. Yeah. So, did, and he, as far as we know it, the rest of the point is career. He never tested positive under the MLB yeah. program. And worth so, noting too, Patrick, that he was never an all-star or a silver slugger before that 2003 season. All of his accolades really came after that time. So. But it could just be that he got dialed in because uh, it was actually from 2003 forward he he hit for Boston. Yeah, but that's his true. skill set at the plate was perfect for Fenway, Fenway Park, <laughs> yeah. which is why he was World Series MVP in 2013. Which is why he won all of his Silver Sluggers. Yep. Uh, playing because half his games were in Boston, which was a Mickey Mouse park for a guy who could hit a towering shot over the wall. Over that pesky just, around that pesky pole. It was one of the situations where the brilliant minds behind the Boston Red Sox were able to identify a player who fit in with that park, and he just dominated, uh, and he did it cleanly. Yeah, let's be clear. Agreed. Um, so, yeah, it, Hall of it is, Famer is worth noting that he hit 295 on the road in his in his uh i'm looking at his career, uh, career statistics uh 269 on the road 277 home runs on the road versus only 226 home runs at home he had a better average at at fenway but uh had more power numbers on the road so just to let, shed some light on that situation as well yeah, too an elite an elite hitter elite power yep. hitter agreed um Let's talk about that one of one of Ortiz's former teammates who <laughs> is going to fall off the ballot. It'll be a quick conversation here. Jonathan Papelbon, just he's received one vote so far um, out of the first like 140 ballots or so. So uh, yeah, that's not a good sign for him. A guy who is again just like other guys in this ballot, very good for a couple of years and then not so great after that, and not a good person. So. Papelbon is going to fall quickly off the ballot. Yep. Let's talk about Andy Pettit. <laughs> Let's talk about Andy Pettit. <laughs> uh, Andy Pettit's Andy on his fourth Pettit. year on the ballot. He's actually lost a negative six votes so far this season. Hasn't gained any from returning voters. So he finished at 13.7% uh, in 2021. He's trending below that right now. Needs a, like a handful more votes to remain on the ballot. Andy Pettit's a guy who maybe linked to steroids um a negative yep. for me is that he pitched for the yankees for for so long <laughs> but uh uh three seasons with houston the rest with new york pitched from age 23 to age 41 the career numbers are are great um 385 era 68 war um he won 256 games and lost 153 if you still care about win loss numbers uh, and the FIP 374, XFIP 370, so by all means was right in line with any projections and statistical yeah. systems. So here's the, here's the thing with Andy Pettit great pitcher, he won accolades. What was his hardware? Uh, pulling that up now, I was looking at fan graphs let me get that up for you here i got it now uh three-time all-star five world series championships and one alcs mvp not really enough individual hardware to justify it a lot of team hardware. Um, yeah he finished top 
uh, 10 and Cy Young voting one, two, three, four, five times. Yeah. Uh, two All-Stars, and one All-Star was in his uh, third to last season at age 38. That's MVP, only Only two times did he finish in the top 30 MVP voting, once in the top 15. So... Yeah. Um, Consistency, though, over his career, like the numbers were never his best ERA season. I believe I'm looking at 239 in 2005, and his worst was like a 450 or 470 in his age 27 season. So I mean, he he was fit right around his career numbers like his whole year. It's worth noting his last his last season in the big leagues was when he was 41 in 2013. Started 30 games that year, pitched 185 innings, and had a 3.74 ERA. So he was consistent and good right up till the very end. Yep, but he cheated. So that's but he why probably he won't cheated, get in. so he won't get in, and he'll stay on the ballot. Probably stay on the ballot next year too. Um, but he might fall off somewhere around he'll his sixth or seventh year. He'll probably stay the full duration. He might. This is really a benchmark year for the. Do we really give a shit that much about <laughs> cheating? Um, I think it once the the shoe drops for Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, and Sammy Sosa, and Kurt Schilling, etc. Although Kurt Schilling never cheated, he was just an asshole. Yeah. And we'll talk about him. Alex Rodriguez again, same thing. Um, depends on how much people give a shit about cheating. If it gets to the point where the voters don't care anymore about cheating. Yeah. He'll probably get in close to the end. I think he'll get a lot of momentum. Um, does he deserve it? Well, he cheated, so no. So <laughs> he's not on my ballot. All right, and on that note, we'll wrap up part two of our 2022 Baseball Hall of Fame series. We've done the first half, the first 15 of the 30 players on the ballot. We'll be back next week with the final 15. For Patrick Marsh out in Halifax, it's Justin Anderson here in Saskatoon. Thanks for listening. Follow along at BFMD Podcast on Twitter and listen on Google, Spotify, and Apple. Leave us your reviews. Hit that follow button. It all helps us out. We'll see you next week.